Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Bite Show podcast. I am your host, standing in for LeGrand Jolly. I am Jeremy Lawman Lamont, and I am joined by my two dose. Count them one, two. One and two compatriots. Dale, Count Elmdor Jones. How's it going there, Dale? I'm Thing One. Thing One and Thing Two over here in the uh, striped. I don't th- actually. I think that's his body hair. Uh, Jared, Red Eye Dunn. It's my uh, natural sweater. I like to call yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. Carve some tiger stripes into that mane. <laughs> Wax it in stripes. You know, my favorite story is as I've aged. The uh, hairs, <laughs> the hairs that went gray first were my chest hairs. So I'm not a silver back. I'm a silver chest. Yeah, you know, I noticed that too, and I started counting them, and now I've lost count. I've lost count. This is the kind of riveting, like, too much sharing podcast. I think for me, it's it's going to be these over here, probably. Sort of sideburns. Nobody liked Sharon. She's just just a bee. Yeah, I'm uh, also getting kind of the, the chinny thing. Over here, yeah. Yeah, yeah right here. Uh. Some of the, yeah. Uh, ladies. Gross. Hey. Getting pretty distinguished over here. If I had if I had any hair left on my head, it'd probably start turning gray too. It all migrated south. No, it just fell yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like no, heck no, none of that, none of that hot Texas sun. Uh, folks, this is a video game podcast. Believe it or not, uh, it's hard to tell always in the first couple minutes, but we we are. We always bring it around. Bring it around to video games, uh, and uh, we wanted to uh, just sit down and have a little, uh, you know, little chit chat. Yeah, a little uh, body hair and video games, and that's kind of what we're about this week. Yeah, yeah. and this week we even have a theme, except for Jeremy. He screwed it up. Yeah, I did kind of mess up. Well, the theme is out of this world, so... Whoa! It it totally totally works. You could make it work. I mean, you know, Mm. video games are broad in their application. Uh, A lot of the uh, features of space are named after things present in God of War, so there you go. That's true. That's true. You have your uh, loincloth. The Loincloth Nebula is uh, right. a well-known, you know, all that. Uh, so, so yeah, we've been playing some video games, and uh, we've given you a little bit of a hint about that. And you know what? Uh, that being said, I think I might as well just go first. I've, uh, I've decided to bring back one God of War. I've actually talked about it before on this podcast, but it was uh, kind of a number of months ago. And I've actually been playing it more or less off and on since it launched. I, I was doing a thing, I think I mentioned, where anytime Redbox was doing a free one-night rental, God of War was my, like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do one night of God of War, and oh, I would wow, do this it. Is, this is filthy. You, didn't, you don't <laughs> yeah. even own it? <laughs> oh, this yeah. Is, oh, this is tawdry. Yeah, yeah. Actually, well, I did that until the game went on sale for like fifteen bucks, and I'm like, okay, all right, Sony, you've uh, you've earned you've earned my fifteen dollars. That's, that's an appropriately purient uh, sum to pay for. Oh yes. Oh, I feel I feel I feel a little uh, like you left that money slick. on the dresser. I sure did. Yeah, I'm just I <laughs> collected ran, the change from your couch cushions. Got out of there. Uh, so I um, I finally finished it. I finished God of War, and I've talked a little bit to Legrand about this. I think we brought it up on last week's show a little bit, but uh, or maybe maybe it was the pre-show chatter. But uh, God of War is one of those things, and this happened for me too. And I talked about this on the last show, but it's kind of a slow start for fans of the series and, and just in general. Um, just, a, just a quick recap. So this is essentially God of War 4, the latest in the God of War series. And um, it, it is a different, um, I don't want to call it mechanically different, but it has a, a different sort of look and feel. Whereas God of War uh, traditionally is a kind of top-down 
character action game, you know, maybe with fixed cameras and kind of different, you know, it'll in different scenes, you're kind of looking at different uh, top down or, or cinematic areas. Uh, God of War 2018 is a behind the shoulder sort of the last of us kind of thing. So, right. um, yeah. So in, in the sense that we truly were the God of War, uh, that that's kind of what we're talking about here. Uh, of course you have always kind of, kind of like you do in most of the last of us, you have a, uh, child sidekick. In this case, it is Kratos's son, Atreus, who is kind of a, um, uh, you know, kind of, kind of like the, the weenie sort of, he's like Kratos is the dad who was always disappointed in his son. Is he kind of an audience surrogate at all? Mm, or maybe, not? maybe on a, on a real basic level. But the, but the thing is that throughout this game, you don't know what's going on. It is an immediate departure from the old series. I mean, there was, uh, in, in God of War one through three and, and even, um, uh, God of War Ascension, there was sort of a vague, you know, ancient Greek sort Sort of theme you kind of knew what you were doing kratos is the the spartan of uh uh you know spartan general who has has this whole thing fights you know you, there's there's battling you eventually start killing gods and all of that and and in this now you're in the middle of norse mythology you're in territory that you've never had before you don't have your blades of chaos you've got this axe and it's a pretty cool axe you can throw it at any point and it returns to your hand and it feels like clunk like it chunks back in your hand is it like a you, thor's hammer sort of like return to your hand kind of thing a little bit yeah a little bit like the marvel thor mm-hmm. but in this case all of the thoring is um sort of off Marvel messaging, right? So in in the same way where where God of War one had um, I thought so. You thought you thought it and and it might it might make you a little Thor to hear this. But. I prefer my Norse mythology more Loki. Yeah, there yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh Loki, yeah. Um but uh it 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 does the same idea as God of War in terms of like, okay, there's kind of like undead dudes that you can kind of shred through and little themed guys like here's your fire guys and here's your stinko poison guys who will poison you and and all those kinds of things. Um, but but you're, you don't really know the backstory necessarily. You don't know why do I have this axe? Apparently Kratos has a new wife or something, and but now she's dead in the first two minutes. Like the whole thing starts out, you're basically taking cremating her to take her ashes her last wish oh that's two dead wives for kratos then yeah so that's the thing like thematically kratos is sort of an interesting character because he is like starting all over again and and now he's not only is is he you know the the husband of 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 two the patriarch of two families but now he's got this son that he doesn't really connect with atreus is not he, he, he fell pretty far from the tree as far as Kratos goes. He's like the, uh, you know, the, the boy who doesn't want to throw the football and gets hit in the face and, you know, is allergic to all the number of things. And his, his dad is just like, oh, you know, and is just kind of boy. boy. Yeah. And that's the thing. Um, and so so when back to your question about is is Atreus a, a player surrogate? Uh, kind of, but but he also is at least familiar with some of the backstory. You know, he knew his mom, and and he he actually is very um, knowledgeable about the the lore of Norse mythology. And in some cases, Kratos he can't read the runes, and so he's like, "Boy, read this," and he'll tell you about stuff. So in in kind of all senses, the player is the one who has the least bit of information, and the other characters kind of have at least some and piece it together. But but by the end of it, you know, you. Uh, really gather a, a lot more which is sort of the theme of this game like overall 
this is why I'm telling you all of this, because I've heard it happened to me. I heard from Legrand and I've heard from other people. Our producer, Samantha, said the same thing. You just kind of play for the first three or four hours and then you're like, ah, I don't I don't really know. And then you kind of drop off. And I've heard that from a number of people. Conversely, God of War is, I want to say, like the highest rated Metacritic. It's like the second highest game of all time. And it's the the number one Sony produced game ever. And I'm here to tell you, having completed this game, it's all true. Um, God of War 2018 absolutely becomes, by the end, what you want it to be, both narratively, um, mechanically, um, kind of in, in every sense. Um, you know, the, the, the thing about it is that it, it is also not as, it is linear, but it is broad, open linear. In, in God of War, the first games, you would basically go from, you know, one level, uh, which was, you know, platforming with little uh, areas of arena combat and then maybe some, you know, push a block here to to sit on a pressure pad to open a door. Um, this is a lot less like that. There is actually a hub world. Uh, there is a very heavy theme of interdimensional travel. So as if you're familiar with Norse mythology, you have Wait, interdimensional yeah, yeah. So um, Midgard is sort of the land of humanity. And then you have things like Alfheim, the land of elves. Um, I thought, you know, I thought Nordheim. Kratos would just like travel across the landscape. Uh, kind of. But but so that's the thing. And, and I don't want to get too much into the details, but I just want to impress upon you that there is a lot of game here and it is broad in, in what you can do. So there are objectives on a map. So now there's actually a world map. You can travel real distance anywhere on this map and it's bigger than you think it is. Um, there's a lot of canoeing. Actually, the canoe kind of becomes the sort of Wind Waker-esque method of travel between different areas. There's little fjords and things and um, and just little secret areas and side quests. There's a ton of side quests and you can decide how much or little of that to do at any time during the course of the story. Um, that said, you don't really have to if you don't want to. Uh, you, can, you can power straight through. You don't have to do any side quests. Uh, everything is self-contained, uh, narratively, all of it is told in engine. There, there are no cutscenes, and I don't think that's a new thing anymore with games, but it, not only is it not cutscenes, but there are very few, um, in engine cinematics. Most of it is just like a transition when Kratos, you know, stands up and, and like pushes over a tree or something, you know, something like that. It just kind of takes you out of the action for just a moment, but everything else is dialogue between the characters that are, that you're walking around with on the screen. Uh, the, the dialogue itself is well acted. Um, the dialogue, I think is one of those things that if it's done right, you, you don't really notice, you, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you have scarce praise, but you're, you're really real quick on like, well, that, that was a dumb story or that was a weird, weird dialogue. Um, but it's, it's excellent. Um, Everything about this game is ultimately, by, by the end of it, like really well done. And I don't know how much that means anymore because it's sort of like TV. Somebody could say, oh, this show is so good. You should watch it. Um, God yes, of War is so good. So are the good. other 500 shows that I want to watch. Yeah, 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 exactly. God of War is so good. You should play it. Um, and, and you should have a little patience with it. I, I hate to say that that is a thing that you have to do, but, but being kind of a fish out of water as a player, um, not, not really knowing exactly what's going on, having a character that used to do something different with his blades of chaos, but now has this axe, um, the systems that they start to slowly incorporate through this game 
absolutely pay off. Um, and and I and I would say that you know clearly it took me a while. I mean now we're in August of 2019, and this game came out in like April of last year, something like that. Um, so it's been it's been plenty of time, and it took me long enough. But uh, I I have really come to sincerely sincerely appreciate. Uh, what what God of War uh, is, and and I, I really should stop second guessing that stuff. You know, I did the same thing with The Last of Us, where it won Game of the Year awards at all of the awards for like three years running, and I was like, oh come on, and then I played it, and I was like, wow, it you know it really is that good. <laughs> hey, uh, it was good. Yeah, hey, believe it or not, uh, and the same thing is true here with with God of War, and I would say. Um, for, for either of you guys, cause neither of you are, are in possession of a, of a PS4, right? No. Um, I, wait until I will, it's 1999. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will tell you, and this, you know, it, it's easy for me to say, but if, if they don't specifically announce backwards compatibility in the PlayStation five, I would say that based on the strength of, of games like God of War, I would almost suggest that you consider just trying it out. Um, it, it's real good. It's real good, you guys. And uh, and there's a lot of content. I mean, even after the game, they have a new game plus. There's a lot of other things that, you know, traditionally in God of War games, there are also, um, say, uh, not horde modes, but survival modes or, you know, rack up points. If you remember in the old games, there was like the orbs. You would kill dudes and red orbs would go into Kratos and you'd use those as the experience points right, yeah. to, to, to level things up. They don't do that in this, but they do a lot of other things. And there, there's a whole upgrade system for weapons, for skills. Um, they give you a lot to, to focus on. You know, Jeremy, is, I have a-, a save game, uh, probably like an hour or maybe two into, uh, God of War two, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. PS three, uh, HD remake. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Do that too. I, Do fin- it all. I finished I- the first God of War game, like the first one, the first, first well, one. What is, what is your general disposition on God of War? Are you a, are you a fan or yeah? that for me, that whole genre is usually more, more leave it then take it. Mm. Um, but I love Bayonetta and okay. I finished God of War, the first one. Right, and right. I liked so far what I'd seen of God of War 2, but mm-hmm. I struggled. Just kind of fell even, off it. I struggled like just going back to a genre like that. You know? Yeah. This, yeah. this is I can, not I can really see my that. thing, but sometimes I will. I can see that. I I would almost even say you should consider, if you find it in your path to to come toward this game, I would say approach it. I would say it I'll give it might, a shot, cause I, but I it might be a, different enough. I gotta be get. I gotta get a PS4 first. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I and I would say that it's games like this that kind of make it easier to say. You know, you should really have a machine that does that does yeah. this. Um, and, and there's no real chance in any near future capacity that that Sony first party games like this will come to other platforms. So, you know, it's it's probably OK, although well, I find it a little bit yucky and distasteful. You I, can have a God of War and Spider-Man machine and it's all I right. I betcha okay. that uh, at some point, if it's not PS5, you know, maybe PC or whatever, they, they do something on PC or whatever. They're basically yeah. where they do backward compatibility through streaming or something. Yeah, or like the PS Now thing, yeah, it's, it's something, something like, like that. that. So these games from this generation, especially the first party ones, are probably never going to be like lost to us. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Well, anyway, so uh, that's probably the last word I've got on God of War is that it is ultimately every bit as good as everybody has said it has been for the last year and a half. Uh, so go go try that out. Um, art direction is awesome. Music is great. Production value in general is just off the charts. Um, it is. It is a pinnacle of um, of video game 
development. It's it's really something. So uh, so now that I've led with that, let's hear about the bull crap that you guys have been playing. Jared, <laughs> uh, tell me tell me what's been on your plate this week. I started playing Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Uh, started Ooh. that yesterday. Actually came out oh. just yesterday. Uh, so this is the follow up um, to Rebel Galaxy. And it's really good. Which which we all played, right, Dale? Have you played uh, Rebel no, Galaxy? No, I haven't. No, okay. Ooh. Space trucking. So, <laughs> yeah, so this is different, right? Like, it's not quite the it's same. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit different and a lot of it the same. So, the original game, you jumped into sort of a, I don't know, like a capital ship type. Kind of a mid-range. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they got bigger. So, you know, I actually played over the past few weeks a lot of Rebel Galaxy to really just kind of get ready for this moment. This was my yeah. moment. Um, <laughs> cool. Um but I played through quite a bit of the first game, got through several sectors, kind of advanced the story to kind of get a good feel for it. And I have to say that this follow-up, you can tell that it's the the same um, kind of the th- same thought process, right? Mm-hmm. So the same, the basic structure is there, uh, just like in the previous games. You you have uh, it has kind of the smaller scope. It's got this that awesome space truck and soundtrack um, with all so, new so that songs. I was. Go- I was going to yeah. specifically ask about that. Like to me, that is like if it's not the number one thing that I'm super interested in, the number two thing maybe. It's real good. Is it real um, good? Yeah. <laughs> what's really fun about the soundtrack in this game is the songs play like they're uh, like on a radio station in your cockpit. Um, oh, so it's so, like a diegetic. Idea. Yeah, and there's actually like commercials that come on, and the character uh-huh. interacts with them. She's like, "Oh, I have a stupid commercial." <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> anyway, so you're this character, uh, Juno. You're like a retired space pirate, come back to kill some guy. I I don't know. I haven't gotten right. that far. I should, into I should the play plot. with my daughter. Yeah, it's a totally yeah. entirely female protagonist. Uh, so, well, it's my daughter's cool name is way. Juno. Oh, well, there you go. My little one. It's practically her shooting Aww. this guy in the head. No big deal. <laughs> you should tell um, her that when she grows up, she too can shoot some guy in the face. I, he's assumedly a bad guy. So In outer space. Yeah. Right. I mean, bonus. Um, so the systems are fairly small and it, it, it's it, just like in the in the first game, if, if you played that at all, you know, you have a sort of a system centered around a, a single star and there's different planets and uh, space stations and uh you know, nebula or little gas clouds and not nebula, right. but gas asteroid clouds, fields asteroid and fields and stuff like that, that you kind of fly around and explore. Um, you take missions from, from mission boards and there's a bar. You can talk to the bartender. They did add mini games to this one. So you can like gamble with dice Ooh. or slot machines. Uh, there's a pool game, eight ball that I haven't played yet, but uh, I did play dice in one. So that was fun. Um, Is it like high stakes? Like, can you make a living doing that? I don't think so. Oh, all right. I, I I won 360 credits and um like the next upgrade for spaceships a hundred thousand credits so it oh, might take yeah, you a while a, to it's kind of a fun little diversion though I'm, um, I'm gonna get into professional minesweeper I'm gonna make a make my fortune the the game has a lot more polish so to go from uh system to system you'll go to like these jump gates but of course to do the jump gates you have to have a jump drive which you don't start off with so uh the first game was just like that so kind of they kind of gate you into this first system um through that sort of money mechanic uh and there's the trading you can go to the commodities and you can talk to bartenders and he'll tell you oh this commodity is 
being sold for cheap here. And so you might go to that station and sell high, you know, buy low, sell high kind of thing. Um, Pretty typical. That's actually a great way to make money in the early game. There are, there is a lot more, I want to say polish, but just like small minor features in this game that makes it just a lot better. It's, It's really fun to play. So they, they have, um, and these, I suppose if you start to get tired of them, you can actually disable them in the menu. I, I was thumbing through the menus and found this, but um, when you get to space stations or planets, you can actually land on some planets in this game, which is a little bit different. And so it's a little more variety there. Um, but there's meaning uh, like you actually have a terrestrial like element to it or uh, no. You, okay. So in the previous game, I don't know if it, how much you played Everything was on a space station. And yeah, they were yeah, you all never... kind of looked the same. Yeah. And they were even, all... In fact, even like the bartenders were like the same dude everywhere, right? Was that yeah. Fair? So this game is a little bit different. So in the first system, there's about five places you can visit like uh, planets or space or stations or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is just like a resupply depot. So you fly up to it. It like docks you real quick, resupplies your ordinance and off you go. So you you don't actually land there, which is kind of cool. I like that idea of somewhere you can just jump to resupply and get out. You don't have to go through the whole rigmarole of landing and all that. Landing, yeah. Right. And so the other is a planet. You actually enter the atmosphere, land on the planet, but the the planet is still basically a set of animated menus, um, just like in the same game. But it kind of adds a little bit of uh, variety to the game that that was kind of missing in the first. Uh, Everything is animated now. So when you start to dock with a uh, space station, it actually animates you landing your spaceship at the dock. And it's like all janky looking and pretty silly. So um, in this game, you're not uh, in a uh, capitals size ship. You're, You're in like a fighter or large maybe like gunboat size at the biggest so you you were talking about that in the discord and i think that's like the biggest sort of like what kind of thing is it, it's that, okay is that good it's actually it's okay. okay so it, it plays a lot like um I, i'm gonna hold it up right here freelancer which i'm actually oh, holding okay. at disco i've always um, wanted to try that oh so freelancer is real good you should try it you should buy it like i'm sure it's cheap on, it's like, never Amazon. been available on um Digital no, it's not. It's not anywhere. digital. You'd have to get it like on. It's a Microsoft game, right? Yeah. What the hell? Um. Anyway, it plays a lot like that. So I've been playing with mouse and keyboard. Uh, you could probably do the game like a game controller would be fine. I just don't have one like available. The kids stole mine. You know, whatever. Um, it works great. So you just kind of move around. It has a nice feature. If you hold down the right mouse button, it will like align your um your heads up display with your target. So it doesn't aim for you. I still have to move the mouse to get my crosshair and like the indicator where it'll hit, you know, with my space lasers. So is that like in rocket league when you hold down the key to like keep your eye on the ball or something? Sort of, but it actually turns your ship. So it helps you kind of track the enemy because everything's in 3d now. So one thing they've added is the systems are all in a flat plane still like in the first game, but you can actually fly completely 3d. They've added that new axis to, to the game so you can fly up above things and down below and all around so yeah uh so and that was one of the concerns that i had was that uh it's been a long time since i've pulled out a a joystick and and done some flight simulator stuff so mouse and keyboard seems fine really yeah i'm I'm having a good time with it Uh, i've also heard that this game is really good with a pad just uh, it probably is the the interface is um 
small enough that you could probably use a gamepad and not feel like you're missing out on like half the features of your spacecraft. Hmm, um, that's good. It, it basically boils it down to you can cycle through your main weapons, but you basically have a main weapon and a secondary weapon, uh, which if you remember in the other game, it, it was a, the first game. It was a little more complicated. You had like broadsides and turrets and you could cycle through all the turrets yeah, and they and, would like auto fire and stuff. It was awesome. Yeah. So this one is basically in my ship, you know, I haven't started upgrading ships yet. It just came out yesterday. Um, I have my lasers, which I've actually bought two, and they just kind of like link fire together. Or I can switch off if you've got like a laser and an auto cannon. You could say just fire the laser this time or switch to the auto cannon or do both. Um, and then I have like a missile that I can fire. Now, the missile has uh, is not like unlimited like a laser. Um, so you kind of want to be careful with your ammunition, basically your ordnance. Uh, they've added a power sort of system to the game. So very similar to other sort of, uh, space sims, you have, um, shields, weapons, and thrust. You can, mm. you can balance those in the sort of the quick menu, you know, more shields if, if you're really getting hammered or more thrust, if you want to fly away or more weapons if you just want to like pound the enemy or you can balance them um and yeah you just fly around and you space laser people and you uh you and I'm, I'm guessing that you can sort of choose to follow the the main thread of story or just kind of like go off and sell some junk right so I've, I've been kind of doing a mix i did a few just sort of i saw some prices were real cheap in one station and i had data from like a day ago you know in game time that it was selling for X price in another station. I was like, oh, that's a pretty good deal. So I bought some, flew there, made some money, and then continued on the main story. Um, right. Lots more animation and voice acting in this game. So the previous game had some, um, but like if you walk up to the bartender, he like chats with you and everything he says is is animated and uh, hmm. you know lip synced and voice acted. It, it's pretty good. It's got a lot of those nice little touches. Um, the biggest thing i love so in the first game you leave a port you're gonna fly to a waypoint and you can like warp there but it's like you don't just instantly arrive you just like fly through space faster um you can still do that in this game and so you can travel that way or you can engage something called autopilot and if you don't run into anything on the way you just it just like load screen and you're there um, oh, nice. Yeah. So it really helps when you're like, oh, I've got to go to this planet. I just came from this one. Um, it really kind of cuts down on some of that. So huh. interesting. Um, well, sounds sounds pretty good then. So would you recommend this if somebody's got the if somebody's never played Rebel Galaxy? Would you say skip to this? Would you say play the first one? I probably would. I don't know that you need to play both. Um, the stories don't really connect as far as I can tell. It seems to follow a very similar path in terms of the the sort of the game loop, I want to say. I can see where it, it's going to fall into the same trap that Rebel Galaxy kind of fell into, where as you kind of progress, it's going to start to feel a little grindy. Um, yeah. A lot of these space sims kind of do. Just yep. I, that's uh, that's yep. kind of what they kind of happen, how they happen. <laughs> yep. um, but, you know, it's but it's, the music makes all the difference, it's right? It's got great music um is it got commercials <laughs> yeah 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 um i mean in general it's the it's the vibe of it right i mean that was the thing about, about it's Rebel a Galaxy silly originally. game it, it's was not it, trying it to be into that yes it's not trying to be real serious the the first few <laughs> the first few missions like of the main story uh i, I won't spoil them because they're actually pretty good but 
you kind of get roped in with dealing with this guy and we've all dealt with this guy where you're like, Oh my God, you are lying through your teeth and none of this is going to go the way you sound. Um, right. So it, it's a good time. I've, I've been having fun. I have, I'm not a ton of the way into it. So I, I'm going to keep playing and kind of enjoy it. You can go third person if you're super not into cockpit view. Um, oh, I know some people were talking in discord like, Oh, it's first person, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. It, it does have uh third person. So you can jump yeah. right into that. If, if you yeah, want yeah. to see your cool spaceship from the outside. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, I've definitely been looking forward to that. And uh, right now, Epic store exclusive, right? You can, if you're playing it on PC, that's, that's where you go. Yep, It's on the Epic store. It is uh $30, I believe. All right. Well, available very, now. very good. Yeah, so either uh, jump in your first-person fighter and and play Rebel Galaxy or jump in your first-person fighter and play what Dale's bringing this week. Dale, what have you been playing? Uh, yeah, and no, I just wanted to uh, – I, I normally probably wouldn't bring up Elite Dangerous because I've talked about it quite a lot over the years. Um, however, the game has changed a good bit since the last time I played it, especially with regards to exploration and how mm-hmm. that system – is it's, it's new system. It's a couple so, of new systems, actually. So D- Dale, Rebel Galaxy lets you uh, do a loading screen to get where you're going. Can you do that in Elite Dangerous? You can, you- actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. And Holy you, cow. And you, every every jump from star to star is is a sort of hastily disguised loading screen. <laughs> wow. Um, so when do they make that decision? Because I feel like there's probably a core of players who would be like really upset with, with a fast track. No, that's how it's always been. Oh, really? Going from star to star in Elite is – is has always been a, you know, it's like a ten second trip through what they call warp space or witch space, and then you appear <laughs> at the next. So have you not played this game? <laughs> yeah, I have, and I haven't. For me, it was like if I wanted to go somewhere far away, it was like uh, go make a sandwich. They, that's stuff, if right? you are staying within the bounds of one system and going like on super cruise somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah. see, this autopilot will do it in the system. Oh uh, yeah, that's well, nice. Well, I mean, well, yeah. the thing, the thing though, too, was that I thought there wasn't there a whole thing, and we did news stories where people were like, "I'm going to discover something new," and so they would like point in one direction and just like leave their computer on for a month. <laughs> that doesn't work. Uh, oh, okay, all right. There was. Um, I can see how somebody might try that because, for instance, if you are like in, uh, let's just say our solar system, right, and you say you jump in from a different system, you you would pull up like pretty close to the sun. And at that point, if you zoomed in on, you know, even Earth, but like let's say Jupiter or Pluto, right, it would give you an estimate on how long it would take you to fly there based on whatever speed it is you're traveling, right? And so you're you're pretty much always accelerating up to – I don't know if there's a maximum, but like you can get up to like hundreds of times the speed of light in Super Cruise. Mm-hmm. And then – Based on the speed that you're going, it gives you a little estimate, like how long is it going to take you to get to the destination that you're going in, right? right? right. Um, and because you can get going so fast, it doesn't usually take – I mean, it takes a long time Too sometimes. Long. But it, it's not like an impossible amount of time really to get right. somewhere. Right. Um, it used to be that – and I, I think it probably still is – that if you set your destination to another star – um, you'll just never get there, right? It'll tell you like, uh, you know, three years. Yeah, nine ninety nine time to get yeah. there, right? Right. Uh, it'll give you like an actual number, but physically, it's you just can't do it in the game. It's just the only way to get to another star is to literally like do the warp jump thing, which puts you through the like ten second loading screen, 
while uh, it loads up the next okay. solar system, right? And it's always been that way? Cause it's always been that never, way. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, that, they settled that case. But the new – so the new system for, for planetary for, – for all sorts of exploration, right? It used to be that if you wanted to explore space, right, you would just like jump into a new solar system. And um, there are a couple of methods of doing things, but basically what you would do is like honk your your horn, which is like your sonar equivalent explorer type of thing. And beep, beep. after you sound, you're like, it's like a fog, it's, it sounds like a foghorn, right? After you do that, you know all of the bodies in the system. Like you kind of know roughly what they are, right? Like you, you know, it's like a bunch of gas giants and ice planets and like some asteroids and whatever else. Um, gas giants. Wouldn't it be funny you, if in the actual science, like what if we eventually got to the point where we could scan systems except the it, instead of a foghorn, it was like some real undignified – like it sounded like a fart or something. Ooh, in order ooh. To, yeah, exactly. Like that's what it was sounded like to send a subspace pulse through outer space. Sorry. Sorry, Dale. Go, go on. <laughs> I wonder if they sell an, like a cosmetic upgrade for that. For because they do sell cosmetics in Elite, right? Like bobbleheads and yeah. lights and things that you can put on your your ship's dashboard. Like a, a Jerry Lewis, hey lady, and then it like oh scans out. That's it's something else you can get in Rebel Galaxy now. A little thing for your dash. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. nice. Um. So if you wanted to like get a detailed sense of what was in a solar system, you would have to fly out to every single body in the system and scan it like by just basically by getting in close proximity to it, then you would automatically scan it and, you know, like see yeah. what the geological makeup is and see like what metals and things it has and what atmosphere. And, and that was like the currency. Like you would get bounties for scanning stuff in that game, right? Like, yeah, you, that's one thing you could do. That was, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, specifically, specifically speaking on the, like the space exploration track career path or whatever. Um, yeah. You would basically fly into a system, honk and see what all's out there, and then kind of look at a star map and go, well, these three planets look kind of interesting. Let me spend a few minutes flying out to each of them and scanning them and see if they could, in fact, have life on them or, or whatever, right? And so you'd spend quite a bit of time doing this. Well, the new system that they've implemented for exploration, it does away with the need to physically like fly your ship out to all these places, and instead it lets you – park in the system and then basically play like a little mini game uh, where you go into this like exploration scanning mode and it gives you a what looks kind of like an EKG heart monitor thing across the bottom of the screen and and that's a it's a spectrum of um, electromagnetic signals right and so whatever bodies are out there in the system gas giants or you know uh, terrestrial planets or asteroids or you know wreckage of a ship or whatever it is they're all going to have a little uh signature on the on the signal thing right and so then you tune your scanner over to that little signature and then basically that puts your scanner in that mode and then from that point you can kind of like uh move your viewpoint around in the 3D space um and then it'll home in you basically have like little UI stuff that tells you kind of like where to put your cursor. And then once you get it within like a certain little ring, you can hit a button to to zoom in on that little area of space. And then mm -hmm. if you zoom in right onto the planet, boom, you've instantly scanned it without having to go out there to it. So is is that is that when you make your undignified space scanning sound? No, th that's that happens before. Oh, that's a different yeah, okay, all right. That's okay. uh that's a different thing. And then they've also added a, a heretofore 
unpresent, not present level of scanning detail, right? So, so they've retooled the way that you get like a, a good, you know, a thorough scan of a planet um, to get the most money for like selling the exploration data later. They have now mm-hmm. also added this system whereby you can go up to, you do have to fly out to the planet still for this, for this new system, for this like extra deep layer, right? But if you fly out there to the system, you can now Mass Effect 2 style fire probes at the at the planet and if you manage to get coverage of the entire planet within like a like a par number of probes basically you you have like an, a highly efficient scan of the planet and then are able to earn even more money and get a more detailed sense of like geologically what uh what is present on that planet uh, which that's important to people because in order to craft various things in this world, you have to go out to the planets and harvest the the minerals that are the component parts right. of these things, right? Right, right. And so you want to know where they are. And the reason that anybody knows where they are is because you have explorers out there going and scanning and cataloging. Scanning things. And then bringing the data back to, to civilization and selling it. So We salute you, space scanners, with a, with a cry of, Bwah! In outer space. So, so that's and that exploration is actually my preferred way to play this game. Just because uh, yeah. it's cool, you have like a you have modeled like a whole actual galaxy that is as close as we know ours to to be physically. Is that's what they've modeled in the game? And so, I am presently heading away from you know Earth and and all the the civilized areas of space. Like away from the core of the galaxy, out toward the to the far rim. Like, uh-huh. well, the the rim that's closer to us because we're on one side of the core. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's a, well, it's and a really you, long you're, trip. You're you're sort of avoiding too. Like, I mean, Jared was talking about some of the space combat and stuff. There is a whole oh yeah number of of systems in Elite Danger. I mean, that's the dangerous part of it, I guess. I'm not sure. Maybe yeah, it's not the- you can actually yeah. I mean, you, if you want to play space combat in Elite, you can definitely do that. And I have I've done both bounty hunting and just straight up like privateer. Like you join a conflict on one side and try to kill the other side. Yeah. Or, or if I remember correctly, there's a whole faction system, right? Where you have like yep. your, there's you know, a political imperial faction system thing yeah. where there's like this, I think there's 10 or 12 factions that are all sort of vying for dominance over the, the settled areas of space. And you can mm-hmm. contribute to, and to those efforts by even just doing like economic stuff in those, in those regions, or you can actually take place in the, in the wars that they have going on. So you can go out there and fight and, kill members of the other faction or you can pirate if you want. You can um, interdict people like basically force pull them over and then rifle through their holds, uh, right. shoot them if you want. And and they will – I mean if you're out somewhere, I mean it seems like there are situations where hostile yep. dudes will come after you just while you're minding your own business, right? That so you can find happen, yourself, yeah. Yeah. And do you find yourself ever having to get into combat? I mean, is that a stressful thing if you're if you're playing? So an I build? I have my ship kitted out like a hundred percent to avoid any other people, <laughs> especially huh. people. Um, but but even NPCs, like I try, I just try to avoid every other person who might possibly want to attack me. Uh, now now th- before this was not like an MMO thing, right? I mean, is, are you? It's always been Rem- online, me. and there's so there's different modes. You can play it a completely solo if you want, uh, yeah. where there are no. You're like on the se- you're on the same 
the, the galaxy that you are playing in is still affected by what people do, like in terms of like trading and all that, but mm -hmm. there are no other people presently there with you at that time. It's basically right. like, you know. It's like they're drivatars. Yeah, basically. Like you don't even see them though. Or you can play an open mode in which it's, again, it's the same galaxy, but now all the people are there. So, huh. Uh, but even if you're playing in open mode with all the people, you know, there's only concurrently, there's probably a few thousand people playing the game at any one point. Right. And it's a, it's a galaxy with like 400 billion stars that you can go and visit. So uh, if you just kind of like spend a few minutes getting out of civilized space, you're probably not ever going to see anybody. Um, mm. But yeah. Well, Pretty all right. So are these new systems drawing you back in or did you just happen to log in and the notice new them? Systems, the new um, systems, at first I was pretty bewildering. I was like, wow, this is all new and different. Um, but then I, I you know, talked to a, a guy I know at work that plays and I uh, read a couple of little in-game tutorial things. I was like, oh, okay, this kind of makes sense. And it speeds up the exploration track to riches, which is good for me because uh, that's my preferred way to play. Uh, sure. But this is the kind of game that I can – go back to and, you know, spend a few weeks in and then go away for six or eight months or a year and then come back and do it all right. over again. And it's not like a lot has, a lot has changed. So. Uh, it, it, yeah. It, I mean, it changes like any live game these days. Um, in fact, what they're, it's interesting because they've done a couple of expansions now. And the first one was a full on, like you buy this expansion and that's what it is. And there's a couple of patches, right? The second expansion I think it was all free. Yeah, it was all free. They released it in like four waves and it was supported monetarily by microtransactions. So that's where all mm. those the like cosmetic upgrades and the bobbleheads and all that stuff that I mentioned came into play. Right. Um, what they've said for the next expansion is they're going to go back to that first model where they're going to uh, make a big thing and sell it all at, all in one go. So mm. yeah, they're kind of experimenting and and they're definitely keeping it up to date. It's been out for – Almost five years now. I think it came out at the end of 2014. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because the political developments of the in-game, uh, you know, government and everything, it all happens in step with our real world, right? So, like, when the game first came out, it was like the year 3300 or maybe it's just like 3000, I don't know, or 3100, right. whatever. Anyway, it's like 3305 now. So hmm. it's been five years and it's been five years in the game also. And and now they have aliens and everything, right? Yeah, they do actually. At first, yeah. the, the aliens weren't, you know, in the game, right? Uh, and then they started dropping hints and then, then they actually did appear. And now there's actually, um, there's a couple of ty different types of aliens, right? Like there's, there's like the precursor race that was out there at one point and that are probably not anymore. And then there's like the current alien threat right the the thargoids the trash aliens and then um you can actually go to some uh planets and land and see organic life growing there like uh coral reefs and stuff right. like that technically aliens uh which yeah yeah exactly um but yeah as far as like other sentient life there's yeah there's some out there but not a whole lot it makes me curious just to see how the the game's going to go forward like what else are they going to add to it cuz um, another thing that they do in this game is, like I said before, they try to keep it modeled really closely scientifically to what we actually know about the real galaxy. Um, because David Braben, who is like the head of Frontier Developments, is 
a giant space nerd and that's why that's why he made elite <laughs> he, he likes space and roller coasters. Yeah, the, the only space two things or coasters he likes. <laughs> and yeah. Jurassic Park, right? That's uh, right, dinosaurs. He loves those three things. <laughs> That's it. Um, but but so what they do is like they they continually every time there's like a new Hubble Space Telescope download or whatever they uh, they put that stuff in the game and they update they update the uh, galaxy model with that stuff, which is mm. really cool. Interesting. So, Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a model that we can sort of get on board with and we can understand because uh, as you folks know, whenever there are updates and developments in the world of video games, well, we are right there playing those games, reporting on that news, keeping you up to date with that stuff. Talking those if you're foghorns. That's, that's right. right. Space trucking. Hey, lady. Uh, so we're, we're doing all that and we're doing it twice a week, as you know. And uh, of course, this being our midweek show, talking about the games that we've been playing, but we will be back in no time at all. Our loading screen takes only 10 seconds or three or four days uh, to get to our next episode where we'll talk about the news, the new releases, and a video game topic of discussion. If you have any comments about the games that we've been playing, any God of War, any space dogfighting games, exploration, factions, trucking, you know, whatever, uh, let us know all about that stuff. You can find us on social media. We are collectively at Game Bite Show on Twitter. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. I am at Count Elmdor. I'm at Red underscore I. You can find our fourth man, regular host, but absent today, Legrand Jolly is at Legrand, L-E-G-R-A-N-D-E. You can also find the work that we do over at twitch.tv slash show, where uh, Jared and I this week have been playing a special theme, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, so we've been doing uh, classic golden games. O- golden Ga- oldies. Yeah, games that we thought were really good back then, but probably weren't. Are no. bad now. Yeah, yes, we, uh, bad. so far we've played Myth, The Fallen uh-huh. Lords, and uh-huh. Stronghold. Stronghold. That's right. We uh, had a humiliating victory in Stronghold. It, it was. <laughs> no gong was used in that victory. No. It's true. It's true. Uh, you can find our uh, archives over at YouTube.com, but certainly subscribe to that and be notified when we go live. We're doing that at least once a week. You can also find our website on the internet, GameBiteShow.com. Find our back catalog of all of our podcasts. There sure is a lot of good stuff back there. Definitely go back and listen to it. Surprise us. Let us know that you listened to some old episode where we talked about, I don't know, God of War or Elite Dangerous. Go go, <laughs> go, go find the RoboDale episode. <laughs> yeah, go, it's back there somewhere. It's a fan favorite. You, you can find it. You can find it if you look. Uh, but uh, other Other than that, of course, you've got a lot to look forward to Uh, in just a few days. We'll be back to talk to you. Until then, this has been your Game Bite Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye. Peace. Forgotten, yes, I know